Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Hi there, and welcome to the Circling the Bases podcast. My name is DJ Short, and I'm joined here, as always, by Drew Silva. But we also have a special guest this week. And if you've been reading and listening to Roto World, NBC Sports Edge for a long time, this man really needs no introduction, but we will do it anyway. Roto Pat, Patrick Doherty is with us here. Uh, Hey, Pat, thanks for dropping by. How you guys doing? Yeah, you know, it's NFL free agency this week, but I've actually been spending all of my time reading spring training stats. That's the only thing I draft off of, which I'm assuming that's what you tell people to do on the podcast. So. Yeah, it's Absolutely. been a while since Pat worked on the baseball side, so he's he thinks that spring training stats are a good barometer of yeah individual success no it's really that's the only thing i read uh, that's how and, you got that uh fantasy championship 10 years ago with jake fox yeah and I'm, I'm also putting double weight behind last year's regular season numbers i just think last season was so important you know so predictive we need to uh, these are horrible jokes by the way well what, don't what, do either of these things but uh when everyone zigs you gotta zag you know yeah it's a yeah, differentiator so. I just think, yeah, I, you know, the the 38 game sample size we got from Dominic Smith. Actually, Dominic Smith's probably a bad example because he seems like he might actually be good. I was just yeah. not making a small sample size joke about Dom Smith, but I'm kind of a believer. Well, a 38 game sample in football is like in a career. Yeah, I know. So, <laughs> people, so people don't know. So audience here, you know, is mostly baseball minded. Peyton Manning only played 33 career games, and you know he's the most. <laughs> <kind of a, laughs> uh, so that's sample size is a little smaller in football, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was going to ask you about the Curtis Samuel signing uh, with Washington. Uh, I mean, I think it's good, but it's good. And you know, he's actually people forget hashtag people forget he started to break out late in 2019 under Scott Turner. So it wasn't like he was like a total bust until Joe Brady came along. He was actually kind of brought along. What? Hey, Scott Turner, Pat. So you had a tweet that i fa- thought was funny the other day but i want you to explain it um you have a lot you throw a lot against the wall and then you know <laughs> some of it sticks but for different audiences you know i have a lot of niche audiences and i yeah. just try to do one tweet a day per niche so so. kenny kenny galladay is is gonna have to like or will sign a minor league contract with the seattle mariners and i was wondering because i don't i don't know a ton about football i know kenny galladay is a really good receiver um so t- Walk me through this one. 
Yeah, yeah, he's just trying to get a camp invite, just wants to make get a chance to make the squad out of spring. No, I mean, NFL free agency, the cap lowered this year. The cap had raised every year for like 13 years in a row. So you could see from like a mile away, like free agency. So we're kind of getting some like baseball type free agency or like good players are remaining. So like in NFL, you know, if you're like a really good player, normally sign within like five minutes of free agency opening. But we get, we've got teams like trying to wait people out and, you know, all under the guys, like, oh, the cap's falling. There's nothing we can do about it. You know, we can't sign good players. Uh, It's, you know, it's this impossible thing to do. And uh, yeah, Kenny, Kenny God is kind of weird because he's older for a free agent in the NFL. He's going to be 28. He had a mysterious hip injury. But, yeah, I mean, there's just, like, good players. The, the, the teams are just, like, smoking them out. They're just, like, content to wait them out and, like, make them crumble and take, like, super team-friendly deals. I like how the NFL owners are like, hmm, like, watch the MLB owners. It's like, we got to <laughs> – we got to emulate that. They the have learned love a thing it. or two. Yeah, you know, it's just great for the sport, obviously, when good players uh, don't sign with teams. And, uh, it's just really good. I like how 28 is old in football, too. Well, it's not even yeah, – yeah, it's true. It is. It's pretty old in football. But, yeah, usually your first contract – the first time you hit free agency, someone like Kenny Goddard usually be like 26. Right. He's 28. That's, so, like yeah. when, that's like when Max Scherzer first started getting good was like at age 28. Yeah, there are some late, late blooming kind of exists in football, but uh, but it's like offensive linemen usually, right? Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, because yeah, you're a skilled player. Yeah, late blooming isn't really a thing because yeah, Yeah. especially like a running back, you get hit so many times when you're young in your career. Um, Yeah, the the guards. Yeah, like Joe Thune, a big name to the Road World Baseball podcast. I'm sure. Actually, I don't even know if he was a late bloomer. By the way, I'm not a very good football analyst either. What would so, you? What would you? Say you what would you say you do here at FBC Sports Edge? <laughs> you know, I go on podcasts. I just say stuff all the time. It's kind of my niche, just saying things. <laughs> so that's why we have you here today. We're just gonna have a fun little chat about fantasy baseball drafts. Kind of a nice cool down for me and Drew. I think after the past like six weeks, we've been doing these position preview episodes one for each position we did two starting pitcher episodes it was a lot a lot of work and i think we just needed a laid-back conversation so that's why you're here pat that's good i can definitely i can do laid-back conversation for sure i mean i i do like hours of prep for those i hope it shows but and this one no prep so (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah so we have a couple of things going on pat was in the yahoo friends and family league draft with me on wednesday night Ton of good folks in there. Scott Pianowski, Dalton Del Don. Both were in our recent live draft broadcasts. Also, Fred Zinke, ex Roto World NBC alum. Jeff Erickson from RotoWire. Our own Ryan Boyer was in there. Gray Albright from Rasball. Many more. It's a 16 team league, so it's, it's pretty challenging. Uh, we might also get into our own staff, I guess you could call it Roto World slash NBC Sports Edge uh, and Friends League. Which is going really slow. Hey, listen. First, I'm going to just cut you off in the intro here. Slow draft. It's in the name. Slow. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I'm not complaining. Now, yeah, no I'm, one's really complaining, but no, I, I would fine. normally be riding people much harder to pick. I have been a little distracted by the NFL free agent. I'm starting. I sent a text today. I sent an email. I don't have Eric Froton's uh, text yet. If anyone has Eric Froton's phone number, give it to me. Start texting him and telling him he's on the clock. Uh, he's also a Rotor World contributor. That's a good idea. Football. And uh, but yeah, I mean, listen, so yeah, complaining about slow drafts is you know kind of annoying. But 
it's even for it's getting a little slow. I will admit it's getting I, a little slow. And I don't want to like call anyone out, but I don't. You can draft from your phone, you know, yeah. if, if you need to. And and I, I know that's not ideal, but like if you're out and about, I, I don't. To me, like I always have someone in in mind, or like I can just look yeah. at, you know, I can do it pretty quickly. I I've never understood people that take. 12 hours. I'll tell you one thing for me. This I also don't have a family though, you know, so yes. I'll get into one thing that has been a problem for me this year is, so, you know, I'm a pretty serious fantasy baseball player. As you know, I'm like a huge baseball fan, obviously, but like my prep, oh, I get the most prep out of my home league is a daily moves league, like super intense, you know, like, like my prep for like the following year is always, it's my like and super intense devotion to my home league. And, you know, last year you're only getting like 50 days of that. Like, I do feel like way less prepared this season than I normally. So, like every pick now, whereas like some years, you know, by now, especially by now, I would like be prepared enough. For like, I'm not having to like turn every pick into like you know E equals MC squared. But like, I'm like, what, what am I? Am I missing something here? Like, I'm feeling like I'm having to do so much like extra prep this year. Well, part of part of what yeah, part of what made prepping for those positional preview podcasts so difficult is the same thing like you're digging into like small sample sizes you don't know what to believe and also you kind of because it was so short you're not living with these players for five months and so you kind of forget what they did honestly or how much you should even put stock into it anyway so yeah it's it's been weird for everybody but we've talked about on the podcast how it's created a lot less groupthink which is a problem in fantasy football and fantasy basketball, especially on Twitter. It's like everyone's sort of valued the same. So, yeah. And so it's, it's nice. Like you look at an ADPs are kind of out of whack. And so it's, if you do your research, it's, it kind of gives you a leg up when you can identify guys you like, and for a player to drop for no reason because of a 60 game season, like, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I'll ask Um, you a question real quick. Christian Yelich, uh, who, you know, I thought I had it wrapped up. Uh, I had Cody Bellinger as a keeper last year and then Christian Yelich with the number two overall pick. And, like, that's a sample size. So, like, th- that is why last year is so weird. Like, to me, it's like Christian Yelich is back, like, finally ruining his life. Or, like, so I don't even know. I mean, I know I should not overthink a 60-game sample size from Christian Yelich. But even as someone who, like, knows that, like, it's hard for me to, like, look at Christian Yelich. And it's like players like Christian. So like even like someone as good as Christian Yelich, I find myself overthinking. I agree. I mean, I I do too with Yelich, especially. But man, his 2018, 2019 were like historic fantasy seasons. Drew, as you know, NL Central, that's because they were stealing signs. Come yeah. On. Oh yeah. Miller Park or American <laughs> Family Park, Field. Yeah. yeah. All these stadiums have different names now too. I actually had to look up. Uh, the, do you know what the A's stadium is called? Either of you two? No. Um, I'm gonna take it like uh, uh, grass smoothie org dot. Uh, <laughs> you're you're kind of on the right track. I mean, think Silicon smoothie Valley. king. Oh, okay. No, it's um, it's Ring Central Stadium. Oh, I literally God. had no idea that was. Yeah. Was so like those Ring doorbells. I think I think that's the company that sponsors them. George Orwell Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yikes. Yeah. So. Uh, a couple of things just at the top here. Uh, Matt Williams, our, one of our new additions uh, at NBC Sports Edge, he's doing uh, a piece that'll come out on Friday. It'll be in the online draft guide, but we're also going to do a teaser on the main site. He's going through CBS, ESPN, and Yahoo and looking at their current ADPs and looking for like the best values and stuff. 
it's a really, really good piece. I got to look at it a little bit earlier today. So if you're doing a draft this weekend, definitely check it out. I think it's worth the subscription alone on NBC Sports Edge Plus. Uh, so definitely check that out. Our magazines in stores, I actually saw it in the drugstore the other day. So if you have a chance to pick that up, I still don't have one, by the way. I'm still waiting on mine in the mail. I bought one at Schnucks. Pat knows Schnucks. It's like our local St. Louis grocery chain. Yeah, okay. It's our HEB. It's our Publix. Uh, yeah. our, pig, our Piggly Wiggly, Kroger. Right. Jewel Osco. Let's just name groceries. <laughs> this is yeah, the whole. I was told I was coming on to discuss regional grocery store chain. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, um, but yeah. So the online guide is is really really awesome. It's being updated all the time. Like I said, with this piece, so uh, you can go to nbcsportsedge.com/slash/mlbdraftguide to get started. So I don't know, Drew. You said you did no prep. I didn't do any prep, but. I did this draft last night, so I don't really need to prepare. I don't know if you've looked at Pat's team, but I'd really love to hear your thoughts. I, and I, I, did I know you, yours, Pat, yeah. you drafted Carlos Carrasco, right? I did. And uh, so, yeah, I've, I've been grinding football news all day. I did have time to read that my number two starter has torn his hamstring. Uh, yeah. So that's great. Yeah. Really great. Six to eight weeks. Is that is that like – shut down or like when they think he can return in two months because uh, it, i don't know it's i mean i think it's error, still, right my I guess it's still is like sources eight, yeah my guess it's six to eight weeks for resuming baseball activities and Could not be. like returning to the rotation so Possibly. off to an auspicious start here yeah i mean given obviously how important like leg strength is to a pitcher i mean i'm trying to think of the last time a pitcher tore a hamstring and i'm like failing what you know? did Chin Chin Min Wong? What did he do when he got? Did he tear his Achilles? I uh, think so. Okay, so it wasn't the hamstring. So, just looking at your team right now, Pat, did Acuna go fourth overall? He did, which I was unclear, and like uh, that wasn't really creating football guy vibes. Like, what am I missing here? I was more like, oh, okay, sure, uh, I will take. Yeah, yeah I guess we're bearing the lead because I I had the number one pick and I took Jacob uh, Degrom first. Yeah, you did. Wow. It's just because he's a homer. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> well, I didn't even know I had the number one pick. Like, it was one of those things where you could pick your order of preference. And I was just like, I don't care. I'll draft from anywhere. I didn't respond to the email because I don't care. Like, I'll draft from anywhere. It doesn't matter. You need to at least to respond, though. You need to tell uh, us you don't have to. You don't have to respond. So I didn't respond because I really don't mind. So I thought I had the number two pick. Ryan Boyer actually told me I had the number one pick. And then I was like, all right, I'm taking the ground because if I'm number one, I'm not going to pick again till number 32, 33. I'm not good at math. And so I was like, by the time that rolls around, I'm going to get like the 15th or 16th starter. Maybe it could be that deep. So I was like, I, I don't want to be at that disadvantage. Cause at that point you're talking about Tyler Glasnow, Lance Lynn, who are fine. But I wanted that, like, no doubt, surefire ace. And I think that was my best chance to do that. And I figured I would get to make up for, like, the counting stat stuff later on. Well, so. in, in that up in that slow draft we're doing, I, I'm drafting 14th. And I went Darvish and Bauer at, at well, 14 and 15. Because I knew, like, I, it's not my ideal strategy, but I knew all the pitching would be gone by the time it got back to me if I took two hitters there. Yes, um, and that and that turned out to be true. Like, what was it? Eleven 
pitchers within the it, first 24 I've pitches. never seen anything like the pitching run in the Roto World friend, or the Edge Friends and Family it's, draft. And I mean, yeah, there's so few high workload starters this year, it feels like, where you can trust that they're going to approach 200 innings. Or I was say, it's like, you, you said Lance Lynn. I was going to make the joke. Well, at least Tony LaRusso will let him throw 240 innings. <laughs> the, totally. The, the, the last time anyone will ever reach 240 innings in Major League Baseball history. And trying to give some context to DJ's pick. So, like, yes, a 16-team league, there's a hard cap of 1,400 innings. So, like, you're disincentivized from spot starting. There's, like, a there's like a moves cap, too. So you can't really spot start. And I feel like there's a huge premium. So, you know, with the innings going down every year, there's already a huge premium on getting, like, elite starting pitching. Mm -hmm. Especially in this league, you, you want to try to, like, make sure your 1,400 innings are high-quality and you're not just like streaming pirates starters all the time, which I do in a lot of other leagues. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like, I, I, I don't think I would have done it, but I certainly understood. I feel like there is a massive premium on high, like even bigger than usual premium on high end starting pitching. in this. League. Absolutely. Yep. And man, there were 416 picks too. I know. It's a really <laughs> deep field, man. Oh, Od Dubal Herrera, the final pick of the draft. Was that, that, you? that was me. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I, I like it, man. Like what, what if, I mean, you can dislike. He's supposedly win the job, isn't he? Uh, he is. Apparently, he's winning the starting center field job. And I mean, after the long absence he's had to like hit three homers already, I mean, you know, he was a really good player in the past. I don't like him personally. Sure, I don't like what he did. I don't even know if he should be playing. But you know, it looks like he's going to have a starting job. And when you're 416 players deep, like, take a shot and see what happens. Yeah, as a football guy, I would not be able to take part in that kind of – but I do have a – I am very good friends with Roto, or NBC Sports Edge contributor Seth Trackman, who basically I just study from all spring. I do an NFBC with him every nice. spring, so that's the why I'm able to complete a 26-round 16-team draft uh, without Oof. brain melting. Bob, it was hey, tough. Pat with Bobby Witt Jr. at 285 overall. And see, okay, yeah. I'll explain that pick too because so this league, um, it's so it's Scott Pianowski's the commissioner, and like it's kind of like his grudge match league, you know, with like his like his really close industry friends, and not that I like don't take it seriously, but like they like this is like hand to hand combat. It's like really fun to watch them go at it, <laughs> and they like really really grind the wire in this league. Whereas like I am super obsessed in my home league. So like anytime like someone like Bobby Witt would get called up, he'll be drafted, you know, in every league anyway. But like I, I'm not good on the wire in this league at all. So I'm like, whatever, I, I'm going to take the risk here. Like I, I'm going to have a hard time getting the high end prospects. Like I will take the the chance that Bobby Witt actually breaks camp with the team. And cause I'm not good on the wire in this league. And like, I felt like I was going to need some like true upside late in the draft. Of. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't totally write it, like rule it out because the Royals are aggressive with their young players. And Dayton Moore is, is like, I kind of side-eyed or like rolled my eyes when he brought those like anti-porn activists to Royals camp a couple of years ago. To like <laughs> talk to players. But he seems like a genuinely good person. And he's got a different perspective than I do. And I respect that. Um, but he, he's, he was on the radio today in Kansas City. And he said like, when I think about, players i i don't think about service time and i believe him he's like i think about what if this was my son and and if, if he's good enough to be in the major leagues he's going to be in the major leagues and he has been unbelievable this this spring and they've been batting him lead off and like 
I, I it would it, it would shock me if he was actually on the opening day roster. He hasn't played a game above the rookie level Arizona League. Um, part of that was because the pandemic, you know, like erased minor league baseball last year. But right. I think he's going to at least do a little double A and triple A, and and maybe but may, maybe like in the first half of the season he'll be up. Yeah, I mean, I took a big swing. Uh, pick number one sixty one. I took Jared Kelnick, and. I think in a league like this that's so deep, I had that opportunity to just go. I, I had a feeling he was going to go off the board soon. I don't know if he's actually going to start the season with the Mariners. It's kind of iffy. He returned from that injury. It's super really fast, quickly, right? Really, it was like a grade two knee sprain. Like, he yeah. Was, he was just faking it till they fired Tim Mather. <laughs> and, oh, I'm healthy now. I still have my doubts you know, whether Kelnick will make the opening day roster, but I would be shocked if he wasn't up by the end of April. Yeah, I agree with uh, that. April 28th. And, and I, I think in a league like this, kind of like you were saying, Pat, like you want that kind of prospect upside, that unexpected upside from the waiver wire. You know, if Kelnick comes up and can be as good as people say, be kind of that power speed threat, like that's just, that's just money. That's bonus to me. So I pick 161 where, you know, your choices at that point, as far as like outfielders weren't really that great. You know, I thought it was worth it, worth a whirl. And it is like Drew alluded to with like the non-existent minor league season. I mean, things will probably still mostly fall in like the usual promotion patterns, but it's like definitely going to be a lot more unpredictable. And there's probably gonna be a lot more like, whoa, type promotions this year. Like, I guess this guy I mean, this guy who only played like the University of Arizona and the Arizona Fall League is getting promoted, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it will be like a more unpredictable. Like you, even Dayton Moore is not going to ignore like the service time stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I don't he's know. Kind of iconic, iconoclastic. He's kind of like Brian Sabian. He's got like Brian Sabian energy, where he's just like doing stuff that like everyone else hates and no yeah. one else likes, but just kind of like works for him somehow. That lineup, man, is awesome. Like the the Royals, I don't think they're gonna be. I think they could hover around five hundred. Like if if we get some expanded playoffs at the end of spring training here, like if the DH comes in, I I, I guess those issues are dead. But I still feel like it might happen, even though we're two weeks. From I hope they're dead. Drew, we're in National League City, man. You can't even possibly be saying this stuff about the DH. I I like got used to it last year. And, and I, I love the DH. Yeah, I, I want it to stick around. I my really opinion, and this is going to sound so dumb. My opinion on it was I never wanted the DH to come to the National League, but that I knew before it did that when it did, I would never want it to go away. Like I accepted that <laughs> incoherence and like that doesn't make sense. And yeah, I didn't want it to happen. And then it did. And yeah, now, you know, I've decided I've seen enough Adam Wainwright and Carlos Martinez batting. Well, I, for the I, I hate when it's framed as like, oh, people that don't want the DH, they like to see pitchers hit. Like it's not, no, I don't care about seeing pitchers hit. It's about nine versus nine. And the strategy involved when you want to take one of the nine out, you know, it's it like. True. I, I actually honestly do agree. And that's considered like a Luddite opinion, I guess now. I, I mean, I, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. I know it's coming. I know it's inevitable and getting a taste of it last year. I've accepted it. Um, but I just, I hate when it's framed like that. Like, why do you want to see pitchers hit? I, I, it's not, that's not what it's about. Well, yeah. Believe me. I do not need to see Dakota Hudson hit, which by the way, get well soon Dakota. I know that he's hurt, even though I'm a football guy. Um, <laughs> but the one bonus for national league pitchers in fantasy this year is like, 
I think that boosts them up a little bit. Where last year, you know, once there was once we knew the DH was going to be universal, the pitchers in both leagues were more on even footing. But this year, we're kind of back to where you, if you're deciding between two pitchers who are kind of dice rolls late in your draft, you're going to take the National League guy. Yep. There's a moment you realize you're ready for what's next in your career. Maybe it's when you're trying a new scone recipe and think, I could open a cafe. Or maybe you're helping a coworker and say, I could teach a course on this. Whatever your moment is, it's never too early to plan for a career that lives longer. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. For skills training, resume tips, and job listings, visit aarp.org work. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. So, um, so let's dig into this a little bit more, uh, Pat. Uh, with your roster, uh, who was your, aside from like, you know, Acuna, who was like your favorite guy that you were like, yes, like I got him? I'll tell you my least favorite, my only panic pick. I think I was around his ADP around 102 was Chris Bryant where I've like gambled on his like return to glory a few too many years in a row. I wasn't super excited about getting Chris Bryant, but yeah, the, the guy. So I really, really wanted Alex Verdugo who I maybe took like 15 or 20 spots. I, I like Verdugo. I just, yeah. I mean, I just love the, the pure hitters. I'm a national league fan guy. I just love the pure hitting. And speaking of pure hitters, I really, really did want, I wanted Nick Madrigal like super badly. Yeah. yeah. Just someone too, like after the lost year, and like, but I, I drafted him solely because I saw him play in person in Birmingham two years ago. That's pretty much the main reason I did it. But uh, he's a good hitter, man. He's no, yeah, just like someone who I think could like vastly, he's got fairly high expectations, but someone else who I think could like, you know, just way uh, blow by his expectations this year. And, I mean, just, yeah, such a pure hitter. You figure a guy that's that talented at the plate, the counting stats will come in some form eventually, right? And, yeah. like, and that lineup, too. Yeah. Um, so that was one. I mean, it was definitely a gamble. That was one where I was, like, very happy to take the gamble. Like, I entered the draft, for whatever reason, just really, really, really wanting Nick Madrigal. All right. So – uh I think for me, I was really valuing multi-position eligibility in this league because you were saying, you know, it's a daily league. So sometimes it's tough to get these guys off the waiver wire when there's so much competition for these players. So, you know, I got Jeff McNeil eligible three positions, Jake Cronenworth eligible three positions, Mike Brousseau with the Rays eligible at four positions, Profar eligible at two, Castro eligible at two, even Odabel Herrera is eligible at second base for some reason. What? Yeah. What? This is Yahoo, baby. <laughs> I, I, was I don't say, know. There was a, wait, it, when, it, did, when did he play second base? I, I can't remember, 
I'm but like, apparently that's the, a thing. Whalen League or something like two years ago. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but it's a thing. I didn't know that until after I picked him that that's a thing, and uh, it's very strange. He, he but has, he has never played second base in the major league. You, just, you said Odubel Herrera is eligible at second base. Did I hear that correctly? Yes. Because yes. yes. remember, DJ, do you remember? It sent shockwaves through the chat when it was revealed that Lords uh, Guriel was still eligible at second base. Well, yeah, the thing with Yahoo is they're, they're carrying over their 2019 eligibility. So a lot of these kind of players, maybe you forgot that that uh, Guriel played second base because he's been in the outfield for basically the past two years. I think it was fewer than 10 games still, but it's my, I love to joke about like crazy Yahoo eligibility, but I, I agree with Scott Pianowski's opinion on this, where I'm all in favor of like expansive eligibility just to make it more fun and to give people more options. Everybody deals with the same thing. Like it's not like any one player is at a disadvantage. Like if you go in and you see in advance that these players are eligible in different spots, like, just use that to your advantage. Maybe there's some, you know, folks in the room who don't notice that. You were joking, Pat, about the Venezuelan Winter League. That that is the last time Adubal Herrera played second base. <laughs> it was in 2014 for the, t- the Tiburones de la Guara in the Venezuelan Winter League. I said I, I thought he had played there in the past, but uh, in, in 2014, that's, that's yeah. a deep cut, Pat. I'm not sure if that's where they're getting the second base eligibility from, though. <laughs> Uh, wow. Maybe that's just an error. I don't know. Like it's possible it's just a coding error. Yeah, I think that I don't I don't I don't think you're gonna have that when the season. Or DJ goes. just drafted a different Odubel Herrera who's like in like <laughs> the, the Orioles low minors. <laughs> right. Uh but yeah, no, it's it, it is strange. I, I don't know why why that's a thing, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna complain. DJ, I'll say I love that you went with Kenta Maida at 65th overall. I think that's a bit ahead of his ADP, but he has been shooting up my my rankings. Um, I was debating there between uh, Hyunjin Ryu or Kenta Maeda. I was going. I was. I'd use the whole clock because <laughs> I could not make up my mind. Uh, but I was just. I mean, I think maybe they both have some physical workload concerns because Maeda, when the Dodgers used him, like they never really pushed him that hard. He hasn't really pitched a full season since his first, you know, year in the states. Uh, but Ryu has that extensive injury history. He's going to be spending at least half the season in hitter-friendly, really weird hitter-friendly ballparks. Yeah. So that was kind of the that was kind of the separation for me. Wait, where, by the way, where is the Blue Jays' home stadium? I actually forgot. It's not Buffalo, still, is it? True. What is it called? Dunedin, Florida. <laughs> this is an ongoing that. bit with us. Dundeen. Dundeen's <laughs> always how I read it. I've never oh, had that, to actually look at it or pronounce it. Until I actually had to pronounce it on a podcast, I didn't know. Um, sorry to the Danitaites, um, but yeah, they're going to be playing there essentially at their spring training stadium, and then probably move to Buffalo when it when it gets too hot there around like late May, early June, and then maybe get back to Toronto towards the end of the year. So, uh, and apparently, actually, Matt Williams, you brought up earlier. Apparently, on that side of the Gulf in Dunedin, like there's crazy wind. Um, and they, they made the dimensions of that stadium just like Rogers Center in Toronto. Right. So that's a pretty power-friendly stadium in the first place. And then to have the wind like coming off the Gulf, it's going to be very hitter-friendly, which is, is something to think about with like Kevin Biggio and Vlad Guerrero Jr. And I mean, all, all their offensive players, but also Hunjin Ryu. And I guess if you want Russ Stripling too. 
And your Randall yeah. Britchick hitting 39 home runs. I w- wouldn't rule it out. I guess, I don't know, does he have a starting job there anymore? He sure. might be the DH, or they may, you know, kind of mix and match there throughout each other. Yeah. yeah. Well, he'll just hit 39 home runs in 104 games. Uh, yeah. So. But it, but still somehow have like a 805 OPS. Yes. He doesn't get on base at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Pat, I, I with your closer approach here, so you got Matt Barnes, Daniel Bard, Anthony Bass, all within the span of five rounds. Did you have an approach with closers going in, or was that was that kind of like, oh, I guess I just got to take some dudes? My approach with closers is that my friend and NBC Sports Edge contributor, Seth Trackman, just over and over again keeps uh, drafting them. Like, they fall, especially Bass, like – He's been like firmly established as a closer. He like almost like doesn't even have an ADP. Yeah. And uh, so like this league, I usually try to get like one or two, like Adam Adovino or like Drew Pomeranz type, like Andrew Miller type fireman relievers. And I didn't get any of those. Yeah. Uh, so I decided to like, like actually pursue saves. And I just knew like Daniel Bard, you know, like uh, Anthony Bass and kind of Jose Leclerc, who I didn't get, like that's where like the cheap, kind of like guaranteed quote unquote saves were. And so I was just pretty confident I would be able to get them like an ADP that I found reasonable just because I have yet to be in a draft where I like Anthony Pascoe's like earlier than expected. It's like always later than expected. Right. So basically I pinned my hopes. So this year, yeah, with my lack of preparation, like I didn't know like a lot who like I don't really know yet who like the Pomeranzes are. Like the we Devin. don't really either actually. Yeah. yeah. Or like or like who the Devin Williamses are. So I'm just like, I'm going to try to get these like cheap, quote unquote, guaranteed saves. And I remember this is a 16 team league. So you walked away with three closers in a 16 team league. So that's that's pretty good for me, like this year, especially in a league like this. You know, I wanted one I really didn't have to worry about. So I got Ryan Presley, who I think is my my I was going to take I didn't know who took him. I was about to take him and then he went. So I'm not right about that DJ. Sorry. <laughs> so one, I really trusted. So I was cool with Ryan Presley. And then after that, like if I got, you know, a, you know, established full-time closer, that's great. But I also was totally comfortable with like taking some shots on like setup men or, you know, just focusing on the skills of late ending relievers. I ended up getting Greg Holland. Uh, Another that, Seth All-Star, by the way. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, to me, he's pretty firm in the job. I don't really have to worry about it, but I did piggyback him with Scott Barlow later on in the draft, who I think would most likely be second in line. Maybe Josh uh, Stalmont is in that mix too, uh, but he has some control issues, so may- maybe not. Uh, I took Nick Whitgren too because I'm totally, I'm not completely sure that James Karinchak will be the closer to start the year. And who knows, maybe they'll they'll mix save chances there too. But for me this year, especially in a league of this depth, at least as long as I got one, I felt okay. I think there's going to be a lot of turnover and activity on the waiver wire that you can still survive even if you just got one. Yeah. I've, I've talked myself into Greg Holland. Sorry to cut you off, Pat. But like we talked about the Royals being interesting this year and – I think he's pretty firm in that job as well, and he was really good last season. And Mike Matheny's not going to mix and match. You know, he, he doesn't have the brain power to do that. Um, <laughs> That's honestly been part of my thought process. <laughs> but I, I, had, I had him ranked uh, 20th when we did our reliever show, and I, I, 
And when I we did uh we sent over our rankings to Ryan Boyer today just for the for the online draft guide and I moved them up a few spots because I, I start I've started to talk myself into that Royals team a bit. I mean they obviously need better pitching, but um, they're gonna they're they're gonna hover around 500, I bet, and, and possibly even finish over 500. I mean that's a big thing because when you think about some of these closers, like some of them for teams that may be under 500 will be trade bait at some point during the season. Mm-hmm. You're only going to get half a season's worth of saves if they get traded somewhere and they're a setup man. But for a Greg, Greg Holland, if the Royals hover around 500, he might stay the whole year. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was the joke I was going to make about my closers. It was great to get the three closers when, but they will all be traded by like July 18th, but I don't know. Like, I mean, Jerry Depoto will trade Rafael Montero tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I just feel like so yeah it's never been fewer like like locked in closers and i was like there will be like wipe out setup guys who become available in the wire i'm just going to try to actually get myself some saves even if they're like even if they're guys with like three and a half eras i'm going to get myself some well, saves. you have daniel bard I, I i would tell the listeners to watch out for scott oberg he struck out all three batters he faced in his most recent cactus league appearance remember when they wanted him to be the closer before he had all those those nerve issues, the like blood clotting issues, um, and he was he was really really good between 2018 and 2019 to post an ERA in the low twos at Coors Field is impressive. Um, it wouldn't shock me if Daniel Bard was kind of a, a one year cool comeback story and then it's kind of over. Um, yeah, it's Coors Field. All you yeah. need is like a few bad appearances and it and might be over. O- Oberg's like not a strikeout guy, but he's a soft contact guy and it, that kind of works there. Well, um, I think what Drew is saying is that anytime you can draft a Coors Field closer coming off a 60 game season who's in his <laughs> mid 30s, you have to do it. Yeah, who hasn't who hadn't pitched since 2013. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to do a quick plug here cuz I got to get this in. If you want to get our online draft guide or any of our premium products, we have a special offer for you. Use promo code BASES10 for 10% off any premium subscription for NBC Sports Edge Plus can be either monthly or annual and for any tier not only do you get access to the draft guide but you also get season tools for nba and nhl which of course are in season right now so it is a great value and can help you if you just play fantasy baseball or if you have your hand in all sports so remember it's promo code bases 10 you can go to nbcsportsedge.com slash mlb draft guide to get started guys hi i'm a subscriber <laughs> yeah I, I got hooked up i got a code i got a promo code yeah, i'm just gonna be i'm gonna lie it's gonna be honest i didn't pay for it <laughs> but it's worth paying for no i mean it truly is like it yeah. i i love that we've combined all of them and like me that, too. to me that really is a game changer yeah. and uh yeah it actually is extremely i use the i use the draft guide when i'm drafting yeah i will say that i just like I, yeah I'm, Even I, though I know, I feel like I know a lot and like, it's just nice to have that as backup to confirm like my thoughts. So like, even for me, like we do this all the time. Like I just love having it there just in case I'm in a situation where like clock is ticking and you're not sure what to do. Yeah. So like I'm a football and baseball fan. Like those are my primary fantasy interests when I'm in a hockey league every year. And just like having access to our hockey stuff was just amazing. Yeah, I, I got back into fantasy basketball for the first time since like eighth grade this year, and it was a huge help. And there's the betting content on there now too. Like, I mean, I, I have the first half under in this game. 
Our first time. <laughs> what about Top Shot? Are you in on Top Shot right now, Pat? I'm not. I'm in on Top Shot tweets and tweeting about it. And uh, but no, uh, I'm a big believer. All you need to know about me uh, when you ask me if I'm in on Top Shot. All you need to know is that I still am adding to a CD collection. <laughs> so I'm a big believer in physical things. All right. Well, I, I, I spent $9 and I'm, I've grown it slightly. I'll just say that. It's I'm not, still, I'm yeah. not like a big, I'm not like a big person in it, but so like you, I'm, you bought I'm doing one pack that. essentially. Yeah. <laughs> and I've turned that into like a, an, yeah. a mini empire. I feel like geez. I feel like I was too late to the party. Like, and we have people on our staff that are, are like big into it. I was like, why didn't you tell me about this two months ago? Yeah, like, I actually I knew about it because uh, our 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 boss Ed Williams told me about it, and I was just like, ah, eh, you know, it's I I've kind of like kind of like Pat, or I was just like, ah, eh, yeah, I don't get it. Like to me, I don't understand. I, I still don't understand it at all. And but, I, I think the reason that baseball cards are coming back is because everything's so digi- digital and it's nice to collect something that's tangible, but now like ev- digital collectibles that can just I be was going to say, yeah, my thoughts on it. Like I am this, I am not really qualified to talk on this to me. So like everything's obviously all about scarcity and like with baseball cards, like it's arbitrary scarcity, but it's actual scarcity. Like there is yeah. actual to me, with like Top Shot and this kind of stuff, it's artificial scarcity. We're like, this right. product is infinite and it's out there anywhere. Like the baseball card, it might be infuriating and the, the scarcity uh, might be arbitrary, but it's true scarcity. To me, there's no there's no scarcity with highlights. I don't know. Right. I'm a boomer though. I don't get it. Yeah, I'm a. I feel like a boomer at least. I'm You're just. All, I'm boomer. just. Dab- I'm dabbling because I'm curious too. But I'm so. I'm like. I'm not a big risk taker, so I'm not going no, to put. I'm not going to put significant money into it at this time because I have a family and I I don't want to get a divorce and a mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think like the pack opening time is usually when I put my kids to bed too. Um, See, so, I mean, basically, DJ, we're just mad because we don't have two million dollars. Um, I know. <laughs> no. No offense to the top shotters out there, of whom uh, many of my very good friends. I'm fascinated see. by it. I I'm checking it. I just I can't be with the high rollers, unfortunately. No. Can't get divorced after spe- investing the entire mortgage in like a Luka Doncic <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> bounce past. <laughs> after the after the third kid in the new house, it would be an unideal time for me to get divorced. So, uh, gonna stay away from the top shot for now. Right. So, <laughs> well, hey, bet the uh, first half unders on college basketball. Drew, by the way, what station is True TV? Uh, so when I after the pod, I know what I, to turn on. I don't. I, I'm on AT and T TV now, which like doesn't even have numbers. Yeah, uh, never mind. We're trying to do a public service for the people out sorry. there. Sorry, I it, it just it just lists them alphabetically for You're me. You're not on Comcast, Drew. We don't have Comcast in St. Louis. Right? Okay, I just want to do. I just want to make that clear that that wasn't your choice. No. So yeah, sorry, Comcast. <laughs> um, okay, so I would love we're... for them to come here. Please do. I yeah. Well, charters terrible. Hey, we don't have opinions about companies on this podcast, but yeah, certain companies are better than others. Um, <laughs> well said. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> so, any final takeaways from your your early drafts this season, Pat? Uh, just the again, yeah. I mean, the true like the difficulty of the prep for someone too. Like, I'm not like a 
you know, in general, I'm not like in the top 1% of fantasy baseball knowledge, but I'm usually like in the top 5%. Uh, it's like how it just has been more challenging and more difficult for me this year. Um, and, but yeah, draft Nick magical draft. I hate to say it draft uh, Jock Peterson, who's going to hit 11 home runs against the St. Louis Cardinals and has multi-position eligibility. And uh, wait, where is Jock? Oh, at first base. First, first base. base. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I was going to say like, is he eligible at shortstop randomly? On- yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, uh, <laughs> yeah. He played in the, you know, the, uh, the Gulf coast league or whatever. Right. No, what's the <laughs> independent league, the Atlantic coast league or whatever. He played. It's just the Atlantic league. Although I don't know if it's still a thing. Uh, no, it's like called the Constellation Energy yeah, uh, okay. Independent. I don't know. And, and like minor leagues don't even have names anymore either, Pat. Like the Florida State League is no more, at least for now. It's right. like it's like AAA West, AAA. East. It's a great way to grow oh, the game yeah. to AAA. cut out a fourth of your professional teams. This is going to grow high, the game. High A East, sponsored by Camping World. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. So, Pat, do you have anything to plug? I, I think you have a podcast too, right? I'm now hosting an episode of the uh, A Good Football Show on Mondays. I'm on the podcast twice a week. Uh, I have a free agency article that's now a little outdated, so yeah, don't check that out anymore. Uh, <laughs> don't read my articles. <laughs> uh, really You're a master of promotion. <laughs> In the spring, I'll be doing my annual coach rankings, my annual GM rankings. That's always maybe a great read, yeah. Thank you. Maybe something that crosses over more to someone who's more casually interested and football so that those are my big spring art and the other you know, football draft guide will be here before we know it too so check all that out on nbc sports edge cool so uh we are expanding the baseball podcast i guess i should announce it here to five days a week this season uh it's not always going to be me and drew uh but we'll we'll announce the the lineup coming soon our rotation of shows as i say uh so it's gonna be a lot of fun it's gonna be a whole new thing for us like i've wanted to do every weekday for a long time because baseball is such a daily grind kind of sport um so hopefully we'll keep you guys informed and entertained and make it part of like your regular routine of being a a baseball fan so i'm definitely looking forward to that i will be listening on june 19th to find out who is replacing anthony bass (laughs) to be the San Diego Padres backup fifth inning. <laughs> uh, all right. Roto Pat, thank you so much for, for stopping by. Oh, yeah. It was, was a pleasure. It was awesome. Yeah. Truly my pleasure. Yeah, this flew by. Uh, and we went 10 minutes over what I wanted to do also. We, we tend to do that. I, I also <laughs> tend to have that effect. Uh, no one's ever – I've never gone on a podcast like, wow, that was a lot shorter than usual. <laughs> You know what they're doing these podcasts like, like I'm sure you get invited to do like radio, like regular terrestrial radio. And I was on um, what's that show in Boston called Toucher and Rich, which is like a big show up there in Boston. And I was kind of nervous about it because I don't know, I don't listen to the show. I don't know what they, they'll be like. And but it was only 15 minutes long. And so like once it was over, I was like, wait, that was so easy because I'm used to doing like a, a 50 minute show. Um, right. So it's good training for stuff like that. If, if I don't know, usually I say no to those things, but I felt like I couldn't turn them down. Yeah, that's cool, man. All right, so I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna take off now. But if you like what you're hearing with this show, circling the bases, and you want to hear more, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you are listening yeah. on Apple Podcasts, uh, please rate and review. We could really use some more reviews. I don't, I don't know what's going on, but if if we've helped you out at all this spring. 
uh, definitely review the show and rate it. That would be awesome. We have to do a contest. That's what the big podcasts do, like to get five star reviews. Maybe Give we should. A Patrick Darty, Drew Silva, DJ Short signed baseball. Um, we will do or, that. Or a top shot. Exactly. Yeah, we need I a top read. shot of Drew getting the baseball. <laughs> $10,000 right there. Opening bid. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on Twitter if you don't already. I'm at DJ Short. Drew is at Drew Silve. Be safe out there, and we will see you next time. Take care. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.